Hey there. The holidays are here, so it's good to know Fred Meyer can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Fred Meyer has got you covered. So order for free pickup at fredmeyer.com or the app and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we educate and inspire people to live fuller lives through mindful practices. Let's get started with your host, New York Times contributor, leadership advisor, sought-after keynote speaker, the author of the Amazon hot new release, Everyday Mindfulness from Chaos to Calm in a Crazy World. She's smart, strong, sassy, and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership. Your host, Holly Duckworth. Welcome to another episode of the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we have engaging conversations with practitioners, scientists, researchers, and real people out there living mindful lives. And today, I am bringing to you Jim Phillips. Jim is an author. He is a life strategist and a keynote speaker with more than 30 years experience helping individuals and companies practice fantastic leadership and mindfulness in a variety of ways. He's a regular contributor to countless blogs and an author and a speaker. Jim, you've been very busy. Thank you for saying yes to coming on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. I appreciate the invitation. I'm excited about this. Well, you get the award for being the most prolific contributor to the show. You've given me so many great questions. We might have to have you on a second show because I have lots of questions for you. Okay. Uh, so I always like to start the show with what's your definition of mindfulness? We, we think kind of everybody knows what this is, but this is a word that's gone from kind of woo-woo to wow and is becoming mainstream. Help us understand how you define mindfulness. Well, I'm going to define it by saying what I don't believe it is. And that is that it's just, it's not about people sitting on a mountaintop, um, meditating, although that can be one way that somebody can do that, but it's, it's about being present. It really is about being aware of everything that's happening around us and within us. I, I like to say that it's also about understanding the correlation between the two, because I think we, we don't recognize that the way that we think, the state of being that we're in, impacts what we're seeing and feeling outside of us, so it, it creates our experiences. So it's about really just paying attention. I mean, to me, that's the simplest way to put it. It's about paying attention to what's going on within us and outside of us. Now, one of the other words you had in the article you sent me, I thought was really, really special and a word that I haven't got to explore and unpack with a lot of people. And that's this word integrity. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think we, oh, well, of course, everybody's in, in integrity, but, but are we? And, and I would be curious, can you share with us a little bit about, you said mindfulness is integrity, and, and how do you integrate those two together? Well, I, I think I use, I, I don't think, I use the term integrity because that's coming from the heart, and I believe that's the most integrous part of us. It's just being really authentic, really uh, heart-based, love-based, I mean, whatever somebody wants to use in that area of our, of our being. But I think that people, can be mindful and, and 
going to sound like a contradiction and be out of integrity because if you look at mindfulness being paying attention, well, you can pay attention, but you can also be doing things that are not in integrity. So I always want to use them together that when I'm talking about mindfulness, it's about mindfulness from the heart, mindfulness from the truth, what integrity is. I, I've gone so far as to say that I believe the purpose for life, and that is the purpose for any of us being here, is the progressive realization of the truth. So as we go through life and as we make choices, as we have experiences, as we create, it's all about getting closer and closer to the truth so that we eventually get to the truth, whatever it is. And I cannot answer that question for anybody. I kind of have an idea of what it means for me, but for other people, that's for each of us to decide. That's what I really appreciated about your know, one sheet is at the top of it, it says, you know, there's no right path or wrong path, but there's your path and, and following it. And um, you've been through your speaking and your coaching and your authorship, helping people identify their own integrity in their path. Yeah. To me, the interesting thing about that that quote, and that's in my book, The Key to Life Living Expression, is that I hear people talk about how they just started on a spiritual path, or they just started some other aspect of life. And, and the point that I want to make with them is you don't you don't have a path other than your life. Your life is your path. What we end up doing is going into different aspects of life or different phases of life. So. If somebody now all of a sudden opens themselves up to spirituality, that's not them moving out on a spiritual path. That's them inviting spirituality and spirit and being spiritual on their life path. And our life path is everything that happens. It's the cumulative events and effects and choices and experiences that we have individually, but also collectively. And so when I talk about people, there is no right path or wrong path, there's your path. It's just everybody recognizing we're all here on our own life path, making our own choices. We certainly influence each other by who we are and how we interact with each other. But it's still about each one of us. It's not about me trying to live my life like you or like anybody else. Now, again, I can look at how you live your life. It can appear to be really good to me. I can say, well, I want to do some of those things that, that Holly's doing because maybe I'll have that same experience. But it's still going to be different for me because of who I am, what I'm doing, what I'm trying to accomplish, and what I'm looking forward to. We, we sometimes on the show love to talk about all the, the good stuff that happens when you're mindful. Oh, I visioned a trip to the Bahamas, and, I, and, I, and, I, and, and it, it, it came into my alignment. And we don't always talk about sometimes how challenges show up. And in, in the article you shared with me, it says, Mindfulness allows us to be present in the benefits of the challenging opportunity while in the midst of the experience. And that, I love that. I mean, a big star underline on that because this gives us an opportunity to use some of those bummer, scratchy moments as learning opportunities. So maybe can you share a little bit about why you use that in your article and maybe an, a case study of somebody who's had one of these unfortunate challenging opportunities and how they've used mindfulness to move through that. Well, we've all had the experience. So it's not that it's for you, but it has to be somebody who is mindful that has it. That's just part of life. We're all going to have these 
I call them challenging opportunities because within each opportunity is that period of growth and it's the expansion of our soul and what our souls here to learn and experience to us. When I when I talk about mindfulness though with regard to that, anybody who's gone through a difficult situation, the vast majority of people will say it was a blessing in disguise. Now we don't recognize it in the midst of it, but mindfulness in the midst of it, we do recognize. So that's where the difference is. And if we, we know we're going to have challenging things happen in life. When we see things start to become more challenging, if instead of bemoaning the fact that life has thrown something at us, it's going to be difficult. And I'm not saying throw your hands up in the air, and here we go again, we have this great opportunity. But it's understanding that instead of struggling through it, as much as we can be present to it, really look for what this particular situation is offering you. And, you know, who knows what it is? I mean, it can, it can be something as simple as um, maybe we have to go through an illness because we need to, we need to understand what compassion is towards us. Or if we have a friend who's going through a difficult situation, it's our opportunity to express compassion to them. And it's painful for us sometimes to see our family members or friends go through challenging situations like that. There's always something in it for every one of us. So to me, the mindfulness is just being aware of those opportunities within whatever those challenges are. Well, and embedded in all of that, Jim, I, I hear you talking about like choice. We are at a choice point in our mindful practice. Are we going to uh, choose, I, you know, I, I use the, the downward spiral and in a, any given moment, am I going to let my mindset turn me into the downward spiral of the, oh, this is bad and this is bad and this is, is bad? Or can I have a mindful pause to set an intention of, I love your use of the word expansion, that, that we can use this to, to grow our, our own good? Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, what you just said, I like the, the idea of the spiral. I don't think we have a downward spiral. I think the spiral becomes flat. You're still in a circle, but it's a it's a very flat spiral that you're having. But I also think that even if it's flat, it's rising a little bit because even though we're in the midst of the challenge, when we come out of it, we have the realization of what it's done for us and what it's meant for us. And then you have the spiral that you were on that appeared flat is now starting to rise up. I. I so I guess it's a matter of really taking whatever the benefit is and recognizing that even though it's in the moment, that it is going to allow us to continue our ascension, if you want to use that word too, in terms of our, our soul journey while we're here in, in human form. I don't know if that answered your question specifically. No, I, I mean, was just saying what came up. No, and that's that's mindfulness. I mean, thank you for demonstrating it and, and, and practicing it that, you know, I don't script the show because there's so much richness that can come when two people rally back and forth. And, you know, that that's a gift that you just gave to me and to the listeners that, you know, even my own belief pattern in a downward spiral has a, a ripple, if you will, versus as you were reflecting back the possibility of, of a neutral spiral. Yeah. So you're talking in this article about being mindful. I love the quote. It says, being mindful is what will resolve the issues facing humanity individually and collectively. So crisp, clear, 
let's put that on a flag and fly it everywhere. I am so with you, with you, Kim. And there's two words in there that we, we could probably unpack a little bit, individually and collectively. And, you know, lots of people are joining the show from a lot of different experiences in mindfulness. Tell, tell us a little bit more about what you meant by that. Being mindful is what will resolve the issues facing humanity, individually and collectively. Well, the individual is we're all responsible, or each one of us is responsible for our own lives. And that's, that's a challenge, because too many people in the world right now are not taking responsibility for their own lives. And I'll just, I'll point to social media as an example. So much stuff is being passed on by people who have not read the full content of whatever it is that they're passing on. So they're, they're I mean, we talk about, you hear the word fake news. I mean, that's how it gets perpetuated because people don't read it, they don't pay attention to it, they don't see if it's really what they want to put out in the world, and yet it constantly gets again, with, with maybe just the headline because that's what grabs people's attention. So the first thing we have to do is take responsibility for our lives and recognize that what we put out into the world is impacting the world. It's impacting, influencing people. It can be influencing people in a positive way. It can be influencing people in what we might call a negative way or a less beneficial way. And the, then, then the collective is impacted because the, the more people that have a certain mindset, you know, we can, we can look at the world right now and say that I've used light and dark. We can say that the energy in the world right now is probably tipped a little bit more towards the dark because of all the stuff that's happening, because of all of the, the wars that are going on, because of all the rhetoric rhetoric that we hear because of the famine around them. I mean, all these things, we can say it's a little bit tipped in the dark. Well, it doesn't take more than half the people on the planet to change that. It takes relatively few people that have a very positive, uplifting, mindfulness mindset to change that. And then all of a sudden, we, you know, you talked about the ripple effect. That's what that's all about is that any one person who is living mindfully, living from the truth, living in integrity, living from their true essence, living from God, if we want to say it that way, that that's going to impact everyone around them. As each of those people are impacted, it impacts everybody around them. And then all of a sudden, you've got this incredible energy that's circulating the planet that changes the way that we live, changes the way we think, changes the way that we feel, and creates what everybody says they want, which is peace, love, and harmony. And I, I, I'm, I'm going to make a reference. I, I, I use this all the time, and it's very simplistic. And yet, it's the answer to what we're talking about. In this, in this show we're doing, if you reached everybody in the world, and they heard what I said, or heard what I'm about to say, and they acted on it, the world would have no more war. And it's simply that if everybody woke up tomorrow morning and said, today and from now on, I will be peaceful. That's it. It's every one of us saying we're going to be peaceful and then being peaceful. And, and I mean, it's that simple. Now, here's the challenge. Oh, but he's not going to do it or she's not going to do it or this leader over here is not going to do it or this guy's a dictator and he wants to have. That's the challenge. And we've, we've got to let go of that, that whole mentality of other people won't do it. It's not about the other people. It's about each one of us individually. If I do it, if you do it, if the people around us see us and they see that our lives have become a little bit more uh, exciting, maybe we have a little bit more in terms of, of what might be deemed the benefits of life, other people are going to want to emulate that. 
And it's not about being me or being you, but it's about taking on that energy and being that energy and then putting that energy back out to the world. Absolutely. And it goes back to what you were saying earlier about choice. How do we show up in the world and honoring that that matters? And when we're kind and generous and giving, you know, um, I, I often quote Ernest Holmes, how do you stand for something and against nothing? Yeah. And in a world that is so whipped up in fear and doubt and chaos and lack that the more of us who can stand for something and against nothing, I think invites a different consciousness and a different level of peace yeah. on the planet. And that's often comes from just honestly, a place of curiosity and discovery. And I hope that as people listen to the show, that they get to hear from different experts in a variety of different professions and apply a little bit of everybody to understand that we really are trying to build a world that works for everyone. Yeah. I mean, how cool was it recently that that gentleman paid for all of the, the school loans? It was a Morehouse or Moorhead College, and he paid for everybody in the graduating class. I thought that was so cool. I mean, what an example to set as a billionaire of what can be done by one person and the joy it can bring those kids. But now what are those kids going to do going out into the world without that debt? And, and I mean, who knows? One of them could be the person that, that finds a cure for cancer or whatever other thing might plague humanity. I just think it's so cool that he did that. And yet what's, what's unfortunate about that also is if you, if you kept reading those pages, then there's somebody out there going, oh, he did this out as a publicity stunt. He did this as a, what, can we return to a place where people can do good just yeah. the act of doing good? Right. Uh, you know, a lesser known story is the gentleman from Chobani Yogurt ended up paying the $77,000 in past due lunches for, for a school yeah. uh, as well. But here's the thing. Okay, so what? They did it for publicity. Who cares? The kids still got the benefit of it. It was still a generous act. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you knock that? And that's just our judgment of that one person. And saying, I, well, they did it for this reason. Well, we don't know that. And, and how can we, we do more letting go and letting good happen? Like, exactly. just see the good. Just yeah. seems good. And, you know, sometimes it's the small random acts of kindness, you know, and I, I don't think there's a big or a small. If you pay for the Starbucks for the person in, in, behind you, that, that's the little ripple. This gentleman had the opportunity to do it in a different way. But if every one of us is just one little thing, it will continue to expand um, the, the mindful awareness of our connectedness and our, really our desire to have the same things. Right. So through all that you just said, that is the definition of mindfulness. It's really just understanding what this is all about that we're all in this together, that it's not a competition, that it's not about how much we can accumulate. It's about how we live. It's about who we are, who we can be, how we benefit each other, how we benefit ourselves, how we make a difference in the world. And we all make a difference in the world regardless because we're here. And I think that's one thing that people need to understand that you're here because you make a difference. You're here because you can make a bigger difference. And it is all done through choice. What kind of difference do you want to make? How do you want to be seen in the world? How do you want to be appreciated in the world? How do you want to love in the world? How do you want to be loved in the world? It's all about choosing which way we want to experience and express in the world. Exactly. So Jim, we're having a great conversation here. I'm going to just take a quick short break and we're going to come back and talk, talk a little bit about your personal practice in mindfulness. Okay. The Everyday Mindfulness Show is brought to you by Leadership Solutions International. 
Are you hosting an upcoming conference or convention? Or looking for a speaker to provide inspiration and motivation? Would you like your audiences to know what you know as a listener of the Everyday Mindfulness Show? Check out Leadership Solutions International for more on Mindful Leadership Keynote offerings, on-site mindfulness information centers, and trainings. Welcome back. You're listening to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, and we are here with Jim Phillips. Jim, thank you so much for the wisdom and, sh- and stories that you shared in the first half of the show. Now, I'm kind of curious because I, 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 have a, I have a sense here. So, so normally in the second half of the show, we talk about personal practices and mindfulness. Do you have a daily practice that you do that nourishes all of this work? I have a thing with words. So I'm going to, I don't practice mindfulness. I, I, I am mindfulness. I do mindfulness. I knew you were going to say that. Yay! I mean, if you're, if, if somebody's practicing it, they're doing it. It's not about, a, you know, I get the idea of practice where people just mean by that. I mean, I do it on a regular basis. I do it daily, whatever. It's just about being mindful. It's not about practicing it, but it's a, it's also mindfulness also is the awareness of being mindful. So if I know that I'm a little off track, if I find that I'm getting stressed, if I find that, that I'm getting, I have a short fuse for whatever reason, and I'm, I'm just not as present as I can be, well, that mindfulness is bringing me back to center, if you will, bringing me back to where I know that I'm, uh, I'm balanced, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from and living from and, and being the essence of who I am. But I also want people to understand it, it's it's very difficult to live 24/7 mindfully, where you're where you're totally aware, totally open, and totally receptive to everything, because of all the things that happen in this world, and we get distracted, we get pulled off track by so much stuff, and certainly with all the information that's out there and on social media, which we talked about earlier, it it, it takes us off track. So. If, if you want to get back to your original question, what do I do on a daily basis? It's just being aware of when I'm, when I'm not mindful and pulling myself back so that I'm in that, that state as much as I can possibly be during the course of the day. And of course, the more that you do that, the more, the less you're going to get off track, I should say. And the more mindful you're going to be, the more life unfolds the way that you want it to unfold, the more that you're going to be able to move through those challenging opportunities we talked about in a mindful way where it's still going to be difficult, but you're going to gain the benefit of it, I think, a little bit more readily and recognize it while you're in the process. I, 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 I tried so hard to figure out how to ask that question because I knew the answer before, before I even asked the question. And, um, you know, we, we say in the back of the Everyday Mindfulness book, no yoga mat needed. And I get a lot of pushback from people who are yoginis. And all, okay, I love that. But, you know, you're, you're one of the first guests we've had on the show that really talks about that this isn't about even a meditation practice, you may, may have such a thing, but it's, it's how do you apply that in the areas of your life? Right. You wrote an amazing book, The Key to Life, Living in Full Expression, Ancient Wisdom for a Modern World. Tell us a little bit about that and how can people get a copy of it? Well, the book, The Key to Life, and I'm going to, I'm going to point this out, and I'm not suggesting you didn't notice this, but a lot of people don't. The word life is the acronym for living in full expression. I did, yes. Yeah, and so that, that to me is just saying that well, that's what life is. Life is living in full expression. It's about each one of us being here on this planet 
recognizing who we are, realizing who we are, not recognizing, but realizing who we are, and as much as we can living from that truth. But that's also the expansion. Everything we do, every decision we make, every action we take, it's about better understanding who we are. I, I read something recently. I think this is a really cool term, and I wish I could claim it for me. But that a reason that we're here is to understand what's been misunderstood. And I think that's so cool. It's not about right and wrong. It's just about what information do I have now? And so that's what the book really talks about. It's about helping people, encouraging people to think. It's not about my perspective being taken on by anybody else, although my perspective's in the book. But it's about what do you think? What do you feel? How do you view life? How would you like your life to be unfolding? And with the, with the examples that I share in the book, it helps people understand that what they're going through is what everybody's gone through. Now, yes, we have different events that happen in our lives, and we experience that a little bit differently. But I also believe that those events that you have and that I have are specifically created and presented to me because that's what my soul is here to move through, to experience, to understand, to gain truth from. And so the whole idea of the key to life is that we open ourselves to what's happening. We embrace what's happening. We understand that what life is presenting isn't to hold us back. It's actually to help us expand, to gain that understanding of what's been misunderstood, to, to the ultimate, which is to understand that we are the divine and human clothing. I'll just flat out say that. I mean, that that's in my book too, that it, it just talks about that. We're the divine and human clothing. You mentioned earlier about work that you do that's done through you. Well, I also say that it's done through us and as us because we're the co-creator in that whole experience. So we have to, we have to take ownership of that. And that's when we become empowered is when we recognize that we are that. I'll share a quick story with you. We have a couple seconds. Absolutely. I was in Sedona about, like, I was in Sedona at the, at the retreat that I mentioned to you. I was in Sedona and, and walking back in, on this path through the red rocks. And it's, I mean, absolutely gorgeous here. The energy is incredible. So I'm walking down this path. And of course, I'm surrounded by these giant form, rock formations. And it's like a cathedral. I mean, it's just so, the energy's intense. And I remember just walking, thinking, there's cactus growing out of the rock. And there's all these flowers coming out of the, out of the desert. And you're wondering how these things can grow there. And I'm looking up at the rocks and you can see different formations. And I'm thinking to myself, God really is in everything. I took a step and looked down. The rock that I stepped on was probably 12 to 14 inches long, probably six inches wide. And it had what looked like the face from the Shroud of Turin on. Mm. And so I had had that thought, God is in everything. Now all of a sudden I look down at this rock and that face is looking back at me. It was just one of those really... Very interesting experiences. I don't call it coincidence. It just is what it is. People can take from it, make of it, whatever they want. But it was just to be one of those confirmations. Yeah, I'm in everything. Deal with it. <laughs> so it was just a cool experience. I, I love those. I, I have a collection. If you follow me on Facebook, I, I say spirit speaks to me in license plates. Okay. There, there's a whole series of like, I've needed the right message at the right time. And I look up and the car in front of me has pray hard or yeah. inspire or love. And, and this rock experience you had uh, was, was a message uniquely cast for you at a time you were open to see it. Right. But that also gets back to mindfulness because you have to be mindful to recognize that is a message for you. I mean, it, we can see random stuff all the time and we can just say, oh, that's just a coincidence or it has no meaning or, you know, whatever. 
but there is a very specific language that that is communicated to us through whatever way is the best way for each one of us to receive the message. And the more we open ourselves to that being the method, the more we see it. And the more uh, sometimes bizarre it becomes, but the, the more, um, what's the word I want to use? Um, I don't want to say intense, but you know what I mean? The more, the more, uh, the more available it is, the more apparent it is that, that that is how we can receive answers to the questions we have. Or if we're going through a, a difficult or challenging time, we have the answers in front of us, or we know the support is there. Jim, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm so excited you said yes, yes to coming on the show. And, you know, um, sometimes I hear feedback, oh, hi, this is good for you. You're a motivational speaker. You're an author. You're, you're a this or that. And, and while we didn't introduce you as this on the show, I think it's, it's a valuable tool for people to know that you're also involved in the real estate industry. And so I want to inspire people wherever you're sitting listening to this show. If you're an, you know, an office manager or a construction worker or you're involved in your family in the, in the PTA that you don't have to be a speaker or author or, or you know, and you, you started this article, you don't have to be a guru on a mountaintop to do all this. And you've been practicing and learning this through a variety of industries and a variety of careers in your 30 year journey. But that's what it's all about. Exactly. It's not about waking up one morning and say, okay, I'm a guru. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't like that, that title to be given to anybody because I think that's a little self-serving. But, I mean, we're all here. And we're all here for the experiences that we want. And we make the choices. And we, we talk about choice. We're always at a choice point. I mean, no matter what. Everything we do, every thought we have, in which direction we allow our mind to go, we're choosing that. And it's subconscious for the most part. If we can become a little more intentional, though, and then, then we're truly engaged in mindfulness too, because it is about being intentional. But it, it's, I mean, everybody's here to do what we're here to do through whatever choices we make. Some people, as you mentioned, whatever their career choice is, that isn't their life purpose. That's a vehicle for them to fulfill their life purpose, which for me is progressive realization of the truth. And it doesn't mean you're gonna be a, a real estate person your whole life, or you're gonna be a school teacher, or you're gonna be a construction worker. It just means, okay, that's what I'm doing now. This is allowing me to gain a greater understanding of who I am, what I'm here to do, what I'm capable of doing, and just be open and receptive to the next opportunity. And then have, have the courage, be bold, step into it, see what happens. Absolutely. Well, I am so grateful you stepped into saying yes to writing this book, yes to being on the show. Um, what are you working on now and how can we support your continued expansion on the journey and what's the best way people can get, get in touch with you? I don't have any specific projects right now. I do have, well, I should say, I have 13 presentations I'm going to be giving in the next seven weeks. So I do have a lot going <laughs> on with that, but it's all here locally in, in the Northern Virginia area. And that's called Shattering the Illusions of Limiting Beliefs. So it really gets into what's holding people back. My website's livinginfullexpression.com. I have lots of downloads on there. My book can be purchased off of there. I've also got another ebook that's called From, in, uh, From Inspiration to Intention. I've also been in a movie, so my movie's on there as well. So that was kind of a cool experience that I had uh, just recently. The movie was released in January. But pretty much everything on my website, just livinginfullexpression.com. People want to email me, they can email me at jim at livinginfullexpression.com. And more than happy to talk to people, engage. I also do coaching, so if people want to do anything with me one-on-one -on -one or in groups, we can do that as well. 
Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. We hope you'll come back and join us on the show again. And remember, mindful matters, and so do you. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit everydaymindfulnessshow.com and download the three-day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness. Mm-hmm.